Never retreat. Never explain. Get it done and let them howl. So said Benjamin Jowett. Meanwhile, Henry Bergson advised that you should think like a man of action, but act like a man of thought. We are continuing from where we left off last time, as we look at the adverts which have tried to bring about social change. Malaria isn't just any disease. It's the deadliest disease there's ever been. Earlier this year, footballing legend David Beckham starred in an advert for Malaria No More to help the non-profit organisation in its battle to eradicate the disease. In the ad, Beckham appeared to speak nine different languages. Speak up and say, malaria must die. One voice can be powerful. But all of our voices together, then they will have to listen. Now, the shrewder ones among you might have been able to tell that the foreign languages are not all spoken by Mr. Beckham. However, it certainly appears this way on the video, thanks to the alarmingly clever use of AI video synthesis technology, which has digitally mapped the voices to Beckham's own features. He appears to be speaking the words which have been recorded by other people, and his return to using English is, well, seamless. And just to really hammer the tech point home, the call to action for the campaign encourages people to participate in the world's first voice petition. In order to take part, concerned citizens need only to go onto the petition website and record an audio clip of themselves saying, Malaria must die. Malaria must die, so millions can live. The campaign is not the first time we have seen Adland get creative to tackle the world's problems. In the mid-90s, Adland legend and all-round, all-star creative Dave Trott went to a meeting held by Oxfam, which educated creatives about the problems that were being caused by the third world debt. Namely, if the four main high street banks in the UK would agree to cancel the debt that was owed by third world countries, then it would do far more transformative good than sending aid. The countries which owed the money were being financially crippled by the interest they were paying, which was vastly affecting the amount they could put into their own public spending. On the last episode, we heard how Dave and his team defaced banknotes to get their message heard. This time, we're looking at the filmed campaigns which were rolled out to spread the message. Here, Dave recalls his inspiration for one of them. You always, I think before you do anything, you always start by investigating the facts. And the fact that knocked me out was we flush our toilets with cleaner water than third world children drink. We wash our cars, we water the plants, but we flush the toilets with cleaner water than they drink. The advert features a white toddler walking down to a public lavatory, rolling up his sleeves and scooping up loo water which he drinks from his palms. Twenty years later, and it still remains a shocking ad... And that's a great case because the youngster who wrote that, Jim, I've come but little Jim came around to me and said, "I've written this ad and we've got some, we've got Peter Gold to shoot it, but I want Bob Hoskins' voiceover." And the account men won't won't approach him. And I said, "I gave and I gave the little Jim, I gave him George Lois's book, and I said, read that and tell me if you think you need account men to do it for you." 
The book which Dave's talking about is called The Art of Advertising. Written by George Lois, it tells the tale of a successful art director and his definitive campaigns. And that night he read all of George Lois's book and he came in the next day and he said to me, I've read George Lois's book and I've phoned up Bob Hoskins and he's going to do it for nothing. And I said, there you are, Jim, you don't need anybody else. And so on that, on that ad, you've got Bob Hoskins doing the voiceover for free. Did you know that each year five million little children die in the third world from drinking water polluted with faeces? Now you do know. Are you going to write to your MP and ask why we now give only half the proportion of aid to the third world that we gave ten years ago? Because the government won't do anything unless they think the voters care. You aren't. Well, if you don't mind little black children drinking out of a toilet, you won't mind little white children drinking out of a toilet either. Will you? Or is there a difference? At the end of the ad, a sign pops up telling viewers, now, wash your hands or write to your MP. Continuing with this theme, Dave wanted the next ad to be even more shocking. He believes that creatives have an artistic responsibility to break with convention. And that used to be what real creativity was about. What are you not supposed to do? Not what am I allowed to do? What am I not supposed to do? And I thought, well, the one thing I've never seen, and you probably never would say, is a turd in a commercial. Ain't going to happen. And I thought, well, all right, let's see if we could make it happen. Let's see if we could put a turd in a commercial. We've got a start point, which is we flush our toilets with water cleaner than they drink. And isn't that shocking? So if you see a picture of a turd in a commercial, you'll be more shocked than you will by a little child drinking dirtier water than we flush the toilet with. No, that's what's really shocking. In order to insert a tactical turd into the ad, Dave turned to art for his inspiration. Gilbert and George are a collaborative duo who are best known in the art world for their vivid, graphic-style artworks. Still alive and in their 70s today, the artists are rarely seen in public without wearing their matching suits. During the mid-90s, they unveiled a collection of works entitled The Naked Shit Pictures. These were exhibited at Cologne's Jablonka Gallery in 1994, before arriving at the South London Gallery a year later. The works depict the artists naked, often in conjunction with oversized images of turds. I've looked at the pictures a few times and haven't quite yet understood what their comment on society is meant to be. However, when Dave looked at them, he saw an opportunity to get people talking about the third world debt. People are shocked that Gilbert and George would put a turd in their pictures, but they're not shocked at the fact that a third world child drinks dirtier water than we flush a turd down the toilet with. And they're not shocked by the fact that the turd we flush away has more goodness than a third world child gets in a week. Don't you think that's something we should be shocked about? In the ad, 
Former London Mayor Ken Livingstone walks around one of the oversized turd-filled pictures and speaks about the problems which are facing the third world. He had no hesitation in taking part in the ad. So let's start with the Gilbert and George picture and let's have Ken. And Ken was great, Ken Livingstone was great because Ken was really up for anything that would get him into trouble. This is one of Gilbert and George's naked shit paintings. Some people find the representation of a turd shocking. They don't find it shocking that there is more goodness, more vitamins, minerals and protein in a single everyday turd than a starving third world child gets in a week. Or that millions of children are dying because they don't even get as much goodness as the everyday turd that we flush down the toilet. UNICEF estimate that half a million little children die each year as a result of the third world debt. But people find the picture of an everyday turd more shocking than the fact that our four biggest high street banks make millions of pounds of profit from these deaths. Maybe people treat children in the third world the same way they treat their turds. They pretend they don't exist. Over the course of seven years, Dave pioneered the series of ads which highlighted the impact of the third world debt. There was no client. There was no money for production or media. It was all done out of goodwill. When we started it, Oxfam told us the reason they wanted something done was nobody was talking about it, nobody knew existed. And now, what I know is all the banks have divested themselves of all their third world debt. And it's not a problem anymore. Did we do that on our own? I very much doubt it. Were we part of making people aware of that? Very possibly. We kick someone in the bollocks and make something happen. And if it doesn't, we'll do it again. And we kick someone else and we'll make something else happen. What we do is we provoke... We don't sit around and write case studies about what other people are doing. We get and we, That's why we went to art school, to do stuff. If we wanted to write about other people doing stuff, we'd have gone to university. An advert is more than just a tool for selling products to the masses. It is also a way of engineering change and social action, as shown in the ads featured on the last two episodes. When Adland is given the chance to tackle a societal problem, Rather than just respond to a client brief, the results are often breathtakingly bold and creative. And that, dear listeners, is the end of Series 1. We'll be back later this year with Series 2, where we will continue to look at the stories behind the nation's most celebrated adverts. The History of Advertising podcast was presented by Jack Maggot Phillips, and the series featured contributions from Sir Frank Lowe, Hugh Hudson, Sir Alan Parker, Judy Lannan, Jeremy Sinclair and Dave Trott. The programmes were produced by Jane Jarvis and Jack Megan Phillips. If you're interested in learning more about the ads featured on this programme and the work of the History of Advertising Trust, please visit hatads.org.uk where you can also find filmed video interviews with our contributors in the Inspiring Minds Project. <laughs>